When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. I don't know how you finished your week off, but Machacek just cranked out 31 reps of 225. Uh, that's Elijah Herbal-type numbers. I have no, 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 no. I, I think I got 10, maybe. Okay. 10? 10, 10. I, think, yeah, 10 I think 10 was probably the best I ever did. Uh, I am not going to even lie to the world and say, yeah, I got two. Um, Jake, uh, Jacob Padilla is with us. Jacob, how much can you bench? Let's just go there. Let's make it that tough. <laughs> Jacob's just going to hold up his left hand and say, I'm injured. Take off. Uh, yeah, just. Uh, it's better now. Cleared, uh, yeah. Just got cleared to start playing basketball again, but uh, did not get cleared to lift heavy weights yet. So. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Yeah, no weight training. I love it. I love it. That's pretty good. Jacob, we'll stay with football for a moment before we get to hoops. And uh, Coach uh, Rule finished up with the 2023 class. And we'll talk to Brady Altman's in a, in a little bit. But I want to get your take, Jacob, on, I guess, freshman impact. Not necessarily portal, but freshman impact. And are you just like, you know, talk to me after the spring game? <laughs> Is that the thought bubble right now? Or do you think there's... Any freshman, I guess, you're intrigued by that that could work? Or let me put it this way. Uh, do you think there's some position switches with some of the kids coming in? Uh, because there's there's a lot of opportunity offensive, defensive line with some of the, the in-state kids that, that Rule brought in. And, of course, Malachi Coleman, uh, what, what he can do offensively and defensively. Yeah. Um, I, I don't – I think the wait until spring game, certainly to kind of see how the roster shakes out. Uh, Cause right now they're at over a hundred uh, scholarship caliber players mm-hmm. at least we'll go with. Um, and the limits obviously 85. So we'll see how many of these guys are still on the, the roster. Once we get through the spring, once the transfer portal opens back up and guys have had a chance to kind of feel, feel things out, see where they are on the depth chart and decide what they want to do moving forward. Um, I, I think you hit on a good one uh, defensive line there edge guys kind of just with where they are there a guy like uh, Maverick Noonan I think is a guy that kind of like Garrett Nelson can, can earn his way onto the field maybe not necessarily a, a big role early on but just with how hard he goes um, with some of his natural ability wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see him out there getting a few reps here and there at the very least mm-hmm. I think we'll see him play the four games um, to maintain the red shirt I, I do think we will see him year one, which probably won't be the case for a lot of the freshmen um, with kind of, uh, see they added 11 transfers as well. You got a lot of guys coming back, um, bodies, if not necessarily a ton of proven contributors at every position. There might be a few spots here or there where some younger guys can can push through, but I don't know that I'd ever go in expecting true freshmen, especially with how many of these guys are kind of like, developmental prospects mm-hmm. more so than um, like four-star ready-made guys. We know that those are the kind of the guys that, that 
uh, Matt Rule and his staff gravitate towards, guys that maybe have the, the measurables that maybe they aren't uh, – great football players right now but they've got the basis to become ones Mm -hmm. uh and so i I don't know that we'll see a ton of early impact i think it is a little different than what he inherited at baylor where basically the whole roster got gutted and he had to play guys or freshmen early on there are upperclassmen here they've got enough coming back to where i don't think he's going to be forced to play those guys Uh, and now it's a matter of the 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 guys that have been here or that are coming from other programs to kind of hold off those young guys and show hey um, you, you can uh, roll with, with us in these roles. Jacob Bedell is with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Jacob, how much do you think the spring is going to factor in with these young guys? We, we know how important it's going to be for the, these position battles with Nebraska being, quote-unquote, over the scholarship limit. You understand how important spring ball is going to be for that, but how important do you think it's going to be for some of these incoming freshmen to, to, to make a mark early and, and kind of give the coaches an early indication that, you know what, I'm going to be ready for some snaps this fall? I think it's most important to the coaching staff in general. Um, you can only learn so much about players through tape study and just being around them. You got to see them out there in real football settings. And the, 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 this coaching staff with the guys coming back, with the guys that they just signed, they won't they won't get to do that until the spring, at least for the early enrollees. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be big for those freshmen to kind of – I mean, th- that's kind of why we're – seeing so many kids enroll early is to get that that spring under their belt so they have a better better kind of they're, they're more settled they, they've kind of gotten used to the the, the college life thing um, they've gotten kind of the adjustment out of the way early on they've learned what it's like to to, to, to lift in a strength in a college strength and conditioning program so that once they hit the the, the summer they're used to everything and they, they can just kind of focus on getting better and, and earning roles um, so that's big for every freshman. The, the difference here is the coaches are also trying to learn about all the guys that are coming back that they hadn't coached previously, in addition to learning what they have with the freshmen. So I, I think uh, looking at the spring, it's more important for, for the coaches than any individual part of the roster or players or anybody. Obviously, again, spots are up for grabs at every single position, but uh, the coaches have to figure out, all right, who are those best guys? Who, what do we have that we like? What do we have that maybe we need some of the young guys or the newcomers to, to push these guys and jump ahead of them maybe or force them to, to up their game in order to hold those spots. Um, so there's a lot, a lot to get done this spring with, with where the roster is now. Jacob Padilla joining us from HaleVarsity.com and magazine at Jacob Padilla underscore. Jacob, to basketball, big one Sunday for Nebraska basketball. Um, a, a more favorable setup. Penn State's good. Not great. Nebraska hung in with them not long ago out in Happy Valley. Nebraska coming back home from a kind of a, an extended road trip. They had moments of competitiveness at Maryland. Turnovers the issue. Same way for the game against Illinois where they didn't score down the stretch. They were right there in it. But man, and, and I know you asked Fred about the the turnover situation and the cause of the turnovers are you surprised that that some of the the older guys are the ones making the mistakes i guess not necessarily surprise uh it definitely uh they have to get better like especially like the both what derek and fred were talking about today just the the kind of unforced stuff the sloppy stuff um to a certain extent when you're like they they really have to work hard uh to to create offensive opportunities um 
and you've got freshmen stepping up into expanded roles. So with that will come some turnovers uh, and that type of thing. But you can't have the the the, the double dribble and transition, the 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 travel on the half court that's not even forced. Um, the, the the kind of one handed lazy passes versus making the fundamental play there, like that type of stuff. You have to clean that stuff up. Like sometimes the other team's going to force turnovers, and you just have to try to limit those live ball ones in particular as much as you can. They are also creating, uh, for, uh, committing so many unforced turnovers at this point that it's just uh, not allowing them to even compete. We're just seeing them lose the possession battle game after game because. You look at it all season long, one of their biggest problems has been they can't hit threes. Well, uh, in the last three games, they've shot the three ball well. But the other team is getting more shots because of all the turnovers. They're, not only are they getting more shots, they're getting transition opportunities. They're getting uh, two-on-one fast breaks. They're getting breakaways. Those type of things that put points directly on the board that there's nothing really you can do about defensively. Uh, so they're just fighting such an uphill, uphill battle because of that. So... The, the good news is Penn State uh, does not force uh, a lot of turnovers. They are 354th in the country in opponent turnover percentage. Uh, so if there is a team, if if they come out and commit 15-plus turnovers in this game, then there's a serious problem, especially with the, the emphasis they put on it recently. This is a game where they should be able to slow down, execute their stuff, and hopefully find a way to get good shots up. Penn State's defense is pretty good at contesting shots, and forcing misses and that type of thing, but they're not the pressure, forced turnovers uh, type of defense that we've seen give Nebraska so many problems this season. So this is a chance to, all right, settle down, reset, focus on what we're doing well, really lock in, be better focused, and um, give yourself a chance to compete by possessing the ball. Jacob, a, a common sentiment that I've seen and, and heard is that this team right now, it kind of feels like it's relapsed back into some problems that it faced over the first three years of, of Fred Hoiberg's uh, era at Nebraska. And I want to get your take on that. Is that a fair evaluation? Because some of the things that you just said kind of feel like some of the same things we've been talking about for a couple of years now. Turnovers, rebounding, uh, just really not playing the, the same kind of fundamentals uh, that you, you need to win in the Big Ten. So is that a, a fair assessment on your part or you think it's off? I, I think the biggest problem right now is just talent. Um, again, some of this stuff is they're, they're having to try so hard to up to offset that, that lack of talent, um, that they're just playing better teams. And that's what we're seeing, I think, uh, more so than them not necessarily doing the right things. Like, um, like Derek Walker's not, like, not failing to buy in or like they're not trying on defense. Um, like the, they're not necessarily executing at the same rate, but I don't think it's for maybe the same reasons we've seen in the past. I think at this point, just with where the roster is, um, they, they, they've just lost too much talent. They, they weren't that talented to begin with. And you lose two of your starters. Now you've got freshmen that are playing a lot more than maybe you wanted them to this year, um, in, in bigger roles. And that puts so much stress on your more experienced guys where Derek Walker has to do so much. Sam Riesel has to do so much that, uh, especially as teams realize that and focus their defense on them, now it becomes even harder, and that's where some of these turnovers come from, uh, and that's how you maybe get sped up, thinking like, all right, I got to make a play here, and you try to do too much uh, and get yourself into trouble. So that's kind of, I think right now, most of the problems are stemming from they're just not talented enough. Everything is so hard. The margin for error is so slim. Um, that it's kind of just exacerbating whatever problems they may have. 
Jacob, we'll get to high school here about a minute before we got to take a hard break. Uh, Big Ten, is Purdue going to go down? Indiana gets to host them tomorrow. That, 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 that'll be really fun with the way that uh, Indiana's been playing yeah. lately um, with, with Trace Jackson Davis right there. Um, like if there's – if Trace Jackson Davis is going to have any chance at making it a competition for player of the year – He's got to come out and dominate this matchup. Obviously, they're coming off the, the loss to, to Maryland after winning, what, five in a row? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's – they get them – yeah, they get Purdue there uh, in Bloomington. I, uh, Kempom's got Purdue favored by two, uh, but that that's a game that could go either way. So, uh, ho- hopefully, it'll be a fun one. Um, not that fun if, if Purdue just kind of runs away with things. <laughs> uh, I, I'd be okay with uh, – making a little bit more of a competitive race down the stretch. And again, just two of the best players in the, the conference going head to head, similar kind of production, but very different styles, mm-hmm. very different body types. Uh, but they, they both are the, the focal points of their team and probably the two best players in the conference. Jacob, hang tight. We'll get your prep uh, weekend preview here in a moment. Thanks for spending time. More with Jacob Badella. Hale Varsity continues. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Jacob Padilla for hanging out, going a little OT with us here. Pretty good weekend of hoops. I have not had basketball this week, so I'll have three games next week, Jacob. But uh, Motsi has Southwest Northeast here locally tonight. I know it's a busy night in, in the Metro as well, and uh, I'll have Southeast and uh, Millard North Tuesday of, of next week, which will be big time. And Southeast has cranked out their seventh in a row. Uh, observations from the week that's been, and, and what are you looking at this weekend? Yeah, um, mentioned Southwest, obviously down down a couple of players. Uh, Westside bounced back big time on Tuesday to to beat them. Um, Westside, a team that had been struggling, and now Southwest is kind of in their own rut. We'll see if they can. Uh, get out of that uh, shorthanded against Northeast. Uh, I think, uh, the, obviously, the, the big game tonight is prep at Bellevue West uh, in the Metro rematch of the Metro final there. Um, I mean, I think you still, you got to have Bellevue West as kind of the, the favorite there, but we'll get to see, we'll see if uh, prep kind of learned anything for, from that first matchup uh, where they were in it in the first half uh, and just couldn't sustain it for, for the full 32. Um, but uh, outside Metro, a big one tonight, I think, is Crete at Wahoo. Um, it's kind of an interesting matchup there. Crete right up there, top three, four, and B, and Wahoo right up there near the top of C1, um, coming off the big win over Platteview in th- their conference tournament. Um, so uh, th- th- that's a big one tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow, there, there's some good matchups uh, as well. Most of them uh, later in the night. Southeast at Prep, I think, is a really interesting one, considering the, the run that Southeast has been on recently, how hot they've been. Obviously, they were at the tail end of all the Lincoln schools, and now they're risen right up uh, near the top of them. Um, so, so that'll be a big one. And then Pius will get it shot at Bellevue West on Saturday night as well. So those are a few of the, uh, the big ones this weekend on tap. Jacob, as you look ahead at Bellevue West schedule, they're still undefeated this year, They but they have uh, Prep, Pius, Lincoln Southeast, uh, Millard North and Omaha West Side all remaining it's on a their close. schedule. I mean, <laughs> That's they, they, a close. They have uh, Bellevue East in there as well, and they have a uh, an out-of-state matchup against a team from yep. Maryland. Uh, so that'll be interesting. But as you look at that schedule as it stands right now, do you see them falling in the regular season, or, or do you think that, that chance at a perfect season is still up there for Bellevue West? 
I think it's going to be tough for anybody in the state to beat them at this point. Uh, that Watch out next Saturday. I'll be there. Um, just got it cleared. Um, shout out to Drake Keeler is going to cover the Nebraska-Wisconsin game for me next Saturday so I can go spend uh, all day in Gridiron for the Heartland Hoops Classic. Uh, and Bell West will take on Bishop Walsh out of Maryland there. Um, that's uh, it's going to be a tough team. So uh, that if they're going to go down, that would probably be it. Uh, if they get through that, obviously the – you said there's some some big matchups down the stretch there but they've kind of taken care of business in every big matchup so far uh they've already beat number two basically everybody by double digits they played just beat an undefeated sioux city east team pretty handily on on tuesday um so about west right now they just look like and the thing is they've been winning when they haven't even been playing great offensively like they, they found a way to to win decisively when they're not playing their best basketball and that's the mark of a truly great team um, and a team that's on a separate tier from kind of everybody they're playing where you catch them on an off day and you still can't, can't keep up with them. Um, so, it, I mean, everybody's capable of having an off night. It just mm-hmm. takes one, one bad day, a team shooting lights out uh, uncharacteristically. Uh, the West not shot, shot still fall for them for it to happen, but they're definitely, I think, the heavy favorite to sweep Nebraska. Uh, at least in the regular season. But again, next Saturday, that, I, I have not seen, uh, and I, I don't know anything about Bishop Walsh, but I, I know Tino only brings in really good teams from out of state for this event. So that'll be a real test. Jacob, enjoy your coverage as always, bud. And thanks for spending time with us to talk uh, basketball and some football. Have a good weekend and we'll check in next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.